The following program is a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program. I'm feeling the good vibes, good vibes. Hey, Marvelous Melissa. Hey, Super Cheryl. How's it going? Good. So we're back at K-Fox doing yes. our good vibes only. Yes. Our 19th Sped Lounge podcast, mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. And we are dressed up for Halloween because it happens to be today. That's Happy right. Halloween. But more than likely, they're not going to see this till December. So. Yes, correct. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just so they know, they're yes. aware of what we're yes. doing and why. So we have Miss Lovely Raquel with us from Empowering Hands. We want you to talk a little bit about um, Empowering Hands, how you started the company, because you you did this on your own. This is I an did. amazing feat. And your vision, I love hearing about. So we want to talk a little bit about that. So could we kind of start there? Sure, you? sure, yes. So Empowering Hands going on 10 years. Super, super excited. Uh, Actually, this coming month in November, of course, we're in October, but November. Um, And then in April, we'll celebrate our actual 10 year of our first client. So we're, we're super excited about that. So Empowering Hands, we started, actually, I, I went to a business class thinking I wanted to open up just the traditional uh, business as a party hall or something like that Mm -hmm. and then um, bumped into a lady that said you've been in special education for so many years so why don't you just do that I was like what is that so uh, become a provider so um, I ended up kind of doing the research Mm -hmm. and I said well that's just the continuation of what I've been doing I love to serve the community this way and it would be so gratifying for me to just kind of uh, continuing my career with the adults as so I thought just with the adults until our lovely friend Leah right. introduced me to a whole other, other monster. Yeah, we're going to get to that monster in we'll a little get that, bit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, that's just kind of how I started. I said, eh, we'll start something small, you know, just work from home. Right. Because I started, I uh, had just gotten married and we were going to have our first baby. And my thought was, I'm going to go back and teach. And so this is just like a side. Yeah, thing, this so is just do this for a little go while. back to teach, and uh, quickly, uh, I did not go back to teach because I wanted to stay home with my kiddos. So that's yeah. kind of how that happened, and little by little started from home, and then I couldn't be at home anymore. I had an intern from UTEP that mm-hmm. was helping me. Um, and then we ended up having one, uh, a small office that we rented out, and then another bigger office, and then our third one, and then we were able to purchase um, our office. And so that's kind of how that started, Empowering Hands. Very nice. Um, was supposed to be small. Right. And no. It, it didn't turned into its own thing. Tell us I can't a little bit no. about what a provider is. So sure. give us what you researched, what you found out, and what drove you into that. And then your background being in special education, a little bit of how that then translated into what this provider does. Sure. So speak. So being a special ed teacher in the area that I was at in the high school, mm-hmm. I never knew that a provider existed. So what a provider does is that uh, you continue providing services after a student or an adult goes through a Texas Workforce Vocational Rehabilitation Services, a mouthful, <laughs> of course. It's a mouthful. Yeah. Um, but um, so then what we do is that we continue assisting people with a disability to find employment, but first and foremost, educating them on how they will stay employed in an area where they really want to be at and not where you just find a job and then just kind of place them there. So 
that um, unraveled really quick. I started to do the research and I thought, I, I do this. I did this in the high school with some of the mm -hmm. students. But it's amazing how there's just so many people that don't know that we exist as providers. Right. And so I'll go with two businesses and try to educate them as mm -hmm. much as possible um, of what we do. And they're, they always tell us. I never knew that existed. I never right. knew those programs existed. Mm -hmm. Or then you start meeting people, other people that have maybe family members with a disability that are going through that struggle of finding employment. And they're like, oh my gosh, let me give them your number. And so that's kind of how that ended up happening and that how we go out to the community and really, you know, give ourselves known and, and to let them know how... Um, how providers like ourselves can help not only the student but right. the business itself mm -hmm. and how much our customers or students or anybody that is working under us how they'll stay in, instead of just like in and out in and out because they just want an opportunity they just want to be part of society yeah. so and for me it's it's very uh, it, it makes me so mad when it when you know when you get the right. door closed but that's that's just yeah. what it is mm-hmm yeah, definitely. So when you were at the high school level, mm -hmm. were you a, you said you were a teacher or a I transition was a teacher. specialist? I was a teacher, a oh, special okay. ed teacher. You sound mm -hmm. like a transition specialist. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> for our viewers that are not in our amazing special education world, sure. tell us a little bit about, you know, the job skills and voc rehab right. and what does that look like for a child who's being serviced through special education? Sure. So under special education, when I was in back in the classroom, the area that I that I had was what we would at the time or we still call it functional living skills unit. Okay. But then we also had some students in there that had tons of skills that mm -hmm. could be transferred right. over into the employment side. Mm -hmm. So we what we do now um, and what we did, well, what I did back then is that we, we did assist the students in like how to do transportation, uh, teach them some of the soft skills, um, some of the just vocational, like vocational adjustment training. So how do you train them from being here to transitioning over here? You're not going to have that right. teacher that's going to continue helping you throughout. So mm -hmm. that's a lot of the things that we used to do in the classroom with the certain kids, um, to be able to prepare and to be out in the community. Mm -hmm. And um, speaking of transportation, it's one of the biggest ones for our uh, population that they struggle because of that so independence much. Independence when yes. they learn it. And when they learn it and they're out and about, and mm -hmm. then that's exactly what we tell them. You don't have to be um, waiting for mom or dad to take right. your brother or sister. You just mm -hmm. go. And this is the reason why we're we're teaching you all of these skills. Yeah. So in the high school. Um, we used to do it in the do in the classroom, and then they would go with another well, what they would call a transition teacher, mm -hmm. and then they would just go out with them in the okay. on the community. So like community-based nice. programs that we would do in the high school. And I love that. I think that's what it's all about, right? With yeah. education is getting our kids ready for that next step. Yes. And that's incredible that you wanted to continue to do that after having your your beautiful children and just keep providing for the community. Based on these past 10 years that you've been serving the mm -hmm. community in this capacity, have you seen any trends, any difference? Um, did COVID really impact how we were teaching functional skills right. before to how we're teaching it now and getting, I mean, job skills. Mm -hmm. Has has there been any difference with that? So 
Um, I'm glad you asked that because for our our students and our adults both, mm -hmm. I think COVID, like everybody else, it was very right. hard. But especially some of our like autistic kids that mm -hmm. need to have that routine yeah. and stuff. Mm -hmm. So now you're home and now you're trying to get as much information as as possible virtually, but it's not the same. It's not yeah. the same as actually going and taking them and having that routine. Mm -hmm. Now you're back and then and it's a lot of reteaching a lot of the skills that they had at some point mm -hmm. because they do lose a lot of the, the skills. Mm -hmm. And so now we have to go back again, do a lot of those reteaching, get them out in the community. Right. It's going to be okay mm -hmm. um, because for them it was like, oh my gosh, now I'm unsafe if I go mm -hmm. out. No, 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 you're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. So just making it, and a lot of the times we just have to make it fun for them. Right. And, um, and that's kind of sort of how it's it's been transitioning now mm -hmm. into um, getting them a little bit more out uh, mm -hmm. or out not wearing their masks if they choose right. or they'll ask you yeah. they'll ask you is it okay you know can I do I have to wear my mask no no no, no you'll, you'll be fine you'll mm -hmm. be okay and uh, even that um, with some of the families that had a hard time that they wanted their children to get their, their vaccine and stuff and yeah. so it was like teacher right. you know asking us well how do we how do I get them to, or how, how do I get him or her to go and, and, and get the, the, their, you know, their vaccine without yeah. them being, you know, traumatized. So mm -hmm. a lot of storytelling right. to be able yes. to get them to do. Yeah. So you like mentioned that. in working with all of that and then seeing the trends, you keep going back to skills and you'd mentioned soft skills. So tell us a little bit about what that is, what that entails and what are those and you know, what's important about them to get them employable and then also that consistency over time. Like, I own this job, I'm good at this and people sure. rely on me. So a lot of the soft skills that, uh, very, very plain and simple that we that we try to, to, to get across to some of our students is um, just being able to, to communicate with somebody. Um, even um, being able to, when they have their disability of how to be able to communicate with the employer. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is what I can do, mm -hmm. but this is what I need. So just a lot nice. of a lot of self-advocating for themselves, yes. mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, and which it will transition right into helping them do like the resumes and help, helping them do some mock interviews. And as we're doing mock interviews, that's kind of where we start targeting some of the skills that they need mm -hmm. right. and uh, and how they answer. And it's like, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Let's go back to some of that, some yeah. of those uh, soft skills that we can, you know, teach you to be able to be um, employable. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's a little bit of a, it, it's a little bit of a disconnect for them. Um, but at the end of the day, it works out. They're great. We love them. <laughs> and how about in terms of collaboration, communication with parents or guardians? Because we know that guardianship tends to go right along right. with our kiddos who, you know, mm -hmm. are 18 and they need still assistance with those decision-making skills. Mm -hmm. um, do you need to be in constant communication with them as well? Or do you... What so, do you do? What do we do? So with our high school students, um, we do a lot of the communication through the teachers. When we do the different programs as adults, well, I'll go back to that one. Um, we try to, getting guardianship, full guardianship of a, of a student is very hard, mm -hmm. first of all. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of parents 
wait till they're going to be 18. And you can't. Right. You cannot be yeah. waiting. Don't Especially, wait. That's why we have to start wait. early. Wait. Do not wait. You have to yes. have to start early on. Yes. Because that process takes a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Paperwork, attorneys, and mm -hmm. everything. Everything that it encompasses. So, um, perfect example. Last year, I had a student. The mom called me in January, and her birthday was in April. And I was like, Mom, there's just no way that right. she's going to be able to get all of the documentation to be able to have guardianship. Mm -hmm. And then that doesn't guarantee you, even though you have all the documentation, exactly. then you go to court and then they start asking these questions. Mm -hmm. Not always are they going to guarantee that you are going to get guardianship, but there's other yes. er there's other uh, ways of, of being able to assist mm -hmm. the, you know, the student or the young adult. Mm -hmm. And um, as going back to your question as with the parents, um, there is a disconnect. So I'm glad you're saying, yes, please start early, parents. Please, <laughs> please, please, please. Because all of that is super, super important yeah. moving forward when they start working and mm -hmm. they can help them out with their bank accounts. They can you know, um, help them um, with their finances and mm -hmm. stuff like that mm -hmm. with some students. But then also... We also try to help as much with like money management skills and how there's a, right. there's an area that we also teach for that. Um, depending on the student, depending on the young adult, mm -hmm. that's kind of where we start basing it off of. Mm -hmm. But um, there's just so much now with technology, there's just so much um, apps that we can help them with right. and how to money manage. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it's still parents need to be involved. involved. Parents need to be super, super involved. All that collaboration you're doing with the families then brings in how you got roped in by Miss Leah Wood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> because there's a parent component and it starts early. Yes, right. So before they're graduating, we're getting them a little. So tell us a little bit about how you got involved with that, what it means to you and what it's been doing for you and empowering hands. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, this is something that I'm extremely, extremely proud of, and I'll go here because she's over there <laughs> we are to my left. But um, crazy, it's a was a crazy idea because Leah Wood had uh, came into Region 19, had just started, and then mm -hmm. they told her, "Hey, what about this? Uh, you know, charting the course, um, grant, blah blah blah." And so then she had just started. So then she calls me quickly. Like, what do you think about this? <laughs> sure, let's do it. So. I'll have to tell you a quick funny story about that. My staff at the office, hilarious. I never say no to no programs or anything like that. So they got for one day for Boss's Day. Have you all seen those red buttons from... Yes, that say no yes. or stop. Yes. So one day for <clears throat> Boss's Day, they decorate the office. And the first thing that was on my desk was like, no. no. Because I would, I'm, the, I'm the one. You're a yes mm -hmm. person. I'm a yes person. So I'll, yes. I come to the office and I'm like, hey, girls, guess what? And they're like, oh, no, again, Raquel, what did, you, what, what, did we get you, what did you get ourselves into? It's going to be okay. No pasa nada. No pasa nada. We'll make it work somehow. How? Ah, we'll make it work. So anyways, so uh, going back to charting the course in Leah, and she tells me about um, being able to put this together and stuff. And so this is an amazing program that we've had. And this is, so uh, we're going on year five. This is year five. Wow. This is year five. That's amazing. And uh, we've served over, about over 400 students, uh, more or less now. Yes. And we're hoping to continue it with uh, the same yes. um, 
the same concept as now schools are starting to ask us so what happens to where you're six and seven mm -hmm. and so what we do is we do a lot of what it's uh, called a pre uh, pre-eds courses or mm -hmm. pre-eds area which is a pre-employment transition services okay. and it's a lot of the same thing teaching them how to get from being a student from 14 through 22 years old right um, and it's the whole region from um, Del City, Del yeah, City, all the way to Anthony, and everything in between. Mm -hmm. So it's a great opportunity for the students to really come out, mm -hmm. get some courses, get some um, skills to continue transitioning and really thinking about what is it that I want to do? Mm -hmm. uh, what does a career right. look like? Uh, not necessarily school is for everybody, so, but. A, 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 a job that they really want to do that's their career mm -hmm. and so we try to focus on areas where the students are interested in mm -hmm. um, to try to put all of these uh, different um, um, sessions together sets, right mm -hmm. sessions yeah. together mm -hmm. so we can so because a lot of this material also honestly it's a little dry <laughs> so you have to you have to be very circus about business it world, right you know? right liven it up. yeah you gotta liven it up so yes. we really try to do as best as we, as as we can to get the kids to focus and for them to see how yes. you know uh, thinking about it now. Oh, well, they're only fourteen. Uh, they're, they're gonna be fifteen right? and not too long. Yeah. And then y'all are gonna be thinking, oh, what, what, what do we do okay. now? So. Yeah. The, the other thing is that it's nice, I think, that the students have been able to explore differently and not only at the school site. Mm -hmm. So now they come out of the school, they hear it from other yes. people. Um, and they get course, to network with each other yes. and see each other also in this event. So, mm -hmm. And we go into um, this extensively with Leah. We're bringing her back to go over it again oh, and so awesome. really get into that. And we just, we want to thank you for collaborating um, with Region 19 and Leah Wood in this transition in Denver. We feel like people People don't realize what's out there and the expectations yeah. that are put on our students and then the fact on top of that we're telling them yes you can be employable mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then getting the word out to the employers like mm -hmm. these are the students you want to yes. start hiring and looking at so we yes, we yes, love yes, yes, how well empowering hands works with with Leah in that endeavor and just everything that you guys bring to it and all the fabulous people you have working with you and I just I cannot thank you enough for being here today. I know um, one of the first things I when I told her she's like, huh. and then that was the other word was almost no, but she didn't hit the button. <laughs> I did hit the Yay. no button because of course I say yes. It's like Cheryl, but I, I do have two more things I, I want to state before we we wrap this yes. up. Um, first off, I do want to give a huge shout out to our rural districts yes. because for yeah. this charting oh, the course yeah. involvement oh my goodness it is amazing just for them to have yes. this opportunity and this experience to go from their their, their small town mm -hmm. come into El Paso mm -hmm. the city absolutely go to the Starlight Center a huge conference area and to go through this experience it's just it's unbelievable and I can't stress enough how much the more employers we get, the more from our community, even from rural areas yes. too, yes, right? yes, the yes. better. Um, so with that being said, what are your goals for the next 10 years for Empowering Hats? Ooh. Or give me one goal, since you know we gotta cut it short, you know, and we'll talk about later today. But that was not on the question, so you just put me on the spot. Oh, we never gave questions, no, no. No, I, of course. 
Um, of course, because I had told Cheryl, she's like, just, you know, be yourself and stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> the whole idea with Empowering Hands in the next 10 years is going to obviously be continue to grow and uh, serve more, uh, you know, serve more of the community and the programs that we continue to add to Empowering Hands. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, my biggest goal is to continue educating the employers of how, awesome. how important it is for us to really, really give us the opportunity. And I always say us because it's, it's very, it's very close to my heart. Yes. And I, I, it just really, 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 um, when somebody is successful, it just goes good. And I always tell my staff, if a, a student is successful and adults is successful, it's not just them, it's their whole family yes. right? and they're feeding families. And so that is something that for the next, you know, hopefully 10 years, there's more, um, advocating for to continue advocating for them mm -hmm. and also to continue going maybe educating, uh, educating going uh, more of the as well into the rural areas mm -hmm. that's my goal to continue growing that mm -hmm. way and providing more services and even providing services over in Las Cruces and so awesome. hopefully that bringing, expansion uh, I'm hearing yes. it that's awesome bringing that's more charting the course all over yes probably let's make it nationwide yes, it let's do this we are <laughs> yes, ready that's incredible thank you so much for what you do no, for our community you. for el paso and for our smaller areas um you know it just it helps our adults you know so so much it does so much and you know if if an employer has a question and wants to get involved with this is there a, a website or a number or what's the, the quickest and best way for them to get in contact with you? So the quickest, quickest way to get in contact is to call us at 915-240-6035. And we right, a, right away start um, developing that relationship okay. and guiding them where they have to either start with the workforce or or call or I call Leah right away and just like, oh, this is yeah. a whole different uh you know area that we need to do so just they can call us and then we can go from there okay. and we'll have awesome. links available yes. also through kate box mm -hmm. and so anything linked to the podcast podcast will also um we'll make sure empowering hands is all over it so Thank people you. can yes. get in touch and, with uh, and my website as well we'll do the okay. website yeah. as well oh, you can put it on there but ladies, thank you so much. I know thank that I was a little nervous and there was no questions because I asked her, I'm like, um, can you please <laughs> give me questions? No, no, and she's no, like, no, <laughs> just, you'll be fine. All you had to do was focus on the pumpkin. You yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, it's going to fall, it's going to fall. Oh, okay, it's going to fall. All right, marvelous Melissa. Yes. So excited. Right. Yes. Another one coming up. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank and you goodbye so much. Only. Our 19th Bed Lounge. Happy yes. Halloween in Happy December. Halloween. Yes. <laughs> The Special Education Information Center is proud to provide resources and interactive features to help bridge the partnership between schools and families. Live chat with experts as we help you understand your child's disability, your rights, and what options are available to you. Spedtext.org. The preceding program was a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program.